to me, again, it's uh, it's drink bourbon. I don't care. That's I don't right. care how you like it. Drink <laughs> I, it. I uh, think Jim always he says it best. It's your bourbon, your way. You know, once it's in your hand, that's it's your bourbon. You you do what you want with it. If you bought it, that's your bourbon, and that's the same. I've had people tell me, hey, "Are you going to put something in that?" I'm like, hey, "It's my bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to drink it the way I want it." If, I'll pour you a glass and you drink it the way you want. Or you want a little of this ALA in there? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. We were all saddened this past week by the news of Peter Lofton's passing. Peter was the founding member and chairman of the Bardstown Bourbon Company. It was his bold vision that led to the creation of the first Napa-style destination on the Bourbon Trail. Following his death, the company's CEO, Mark Irwin, announced his commitment to carry out the mission he was originally given in his honor. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family, as well as the Bardstown Bourbon Company team for their loss. Peter Lofton was a great man, and he will be missed. In this episode, we interview Mark Irwin, Chief Executive Officer of the Bardstown Bourbon Company, as well as Dan Calloway, the company's Assistant Vice President of Customer Relations. We recorded this interview at the Bottle and Bond Kitchen and Bar at the Bardstown Bourbon Company just days before Peter's death. Please understand the timing as we talk about the company's chairman with admiration and respect in the present tense. Let's get on to the show. Hello, I'm Jim Shannon. And I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today we are in Bardstown, Kentucky. Where are we at, Mike? Bardstown Bourbon Company. Who do we got with us? We got Danny and we got Mark. Or Dan, is it? Uh, Either one is good with me. Big Dan. Big Dan. I'll I'll go with Big Dan. So, Uh Dan and Mark, welcome to the show. It's good to have you guys here. Thank you very much. And uh, we uh, would like to get straight to the first drink if we could. Fantastic. Yeah, I brought a great one for us today. This is our Fusion Series number two. So this is the second release in the series. The Fusion combines our product with a source Kentucky bourbon, and it's a blend. So we've been distilling since 2016. In that time, we started at 1.5 million proof gallons, doubled uh, above three, and then we'll hit 6.9 million proof gallons this year. So incredible production. But our oldest whiskey is only three years old. So to introduce that to you guys and to the market, we blend it with sourced bourbon. So we started at two years with Fusion One. Now we're up to three years, our part. And um, we put exactly what goes on. So if you see the bottle right in front of you, we list the mash bill right on the side. So Fusion Number 2 is a blend of our rye bourbon, 36% rye bourbon, a weeded bourbon, and the sourced. And we put the percentages right on the label so you can see exactly what's in it. That's a pretty sexy bottle. Yeah, it is. Now, I've had the Fusion 1. It's It's been a while since I tried it, but I've had the Fusion 1. And 
have fond memories of it. I haven't it's had a, it too. It's, it's not been out very long though. It's just just releasing this week. So the cool thing about this though, you know, we just came to market in March with Fusion One. So what you're going to be able to do is see the bourbon age inside of the product. So if you have Fusion One, you had the experience of our two-year product inside of the same mash bill. Now you got the exact same mash bill with our product being three years inside of it. So just awesome. to see our product age as it comes into right. the market. That's great. Well, Mike, I can see you're fidgety here. We need to get to this bourbon going. <laughs> I'm some heavy pours, though. Look at that. <laughs> Who poured this? I don't Can know. <laughs> it's like Andre the Giant drink right here. Yeah. And the coolest thing with these being blended in-house is we have a full culinary team here, amazing beverage team, along with our incredible distilling team. We all work together on these products. We have different blending options. We work as a team to develop the best possible blend. So so when you guys are um, panel tasting these bourbons as you're blending them, you've got the whole team involved. Exactly. Wow. There's no master blender. It's representatives from from the beverage, the culinary, and the distilling all working together. So it's that team aspect. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. I like that it's not just one person in there deciding what the company's doing. It's that whole team getting together and saying, hey, this is what we're going to put out this year. Yeah, and different perspectives. You know, uh, Chef Castro, our wonderful chef, he may see whiskey in a different way than Steve Nally, our master distiller. And, and with them working together on these blends, you get uh, just an incredible product. Well, let's check it out. Cheers. 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 Well, I really like the nose on that. Yeah, you get a lot of complexity. So it's got, you know, uh, a three-year-old weeded bourbon and a rye bourbon distilled here, blended with the age. So that fusion, you get all kinds of new notes, the bright young whiskey with the aged 12-year-old bourbon. So a nice complex nose. And it kind of equally presents itself as sweet on the front and a little bit fiery on the back right at the same time. But it's not overly um, peppery, I don't think. No, we were going for balance. That yeah. was the word we kept coming back to is balance with this one. I guess I get the oak in there and I get that floral taste, you know, that floral scent I'm getting too yeah. out of it. Yeah. You get the, you know, the soft fruit coming from the uh, wheat, you know, with the spice coming from the rye. And then you get all that oak and age from the 12 years, all kinds of notes in there. That's a great blend. Yeah. It's really good. I get a little bit of raisin and plum too. Yeah. 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 Cool. Now Mark, what's your background? So I got a bit of different story from most in the, in the industry here. I'm, I'm actually uh, 26 years in the U.S. Army, straight out of college. Uh, got out in September of 10 and tried to take my experience in our special operations world into the commercial market and try to figure out how to, how to transition those experiences that we had. And so uh, my focus was, was uh, helping commercial entities operate in challenging environments. That's basically what I did for a number of years. And somewhere along the way, a friend of mine was asked to be a board member here at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And to my luck, he asked me about the bourbon because he didn't know a lot about bourbon, but he knew I liked bourbon. So uh, I got to look at what was going on here at Bardstown Bourbon Company. And through that, I was fortunate enough to invest. And I bought 50 barrels here at Bardstown Bourbon Company, uh, started learning about the people, the 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 uh, great business that they have here. And you guys can see it today and you'll feel it. You don't come in here without noticing the vibe and the energy that's in this place. And it makes you want to be around it. So fortunately, I wound up uh, a year and a half later, 
coming on the board. And then when a transition was made, I got the call and took about an hour discussion with my wife about a big life change. And, and there we came. I, I'm fortunate enough to be the CEO of Barstown Bourbon Company and try to grow this thing to the next level. Uh, what I ran into is a incredibly high performing team, a business that's firing on all cylinders and, uh, you know, the challenge to try to take this to the next level and, and do a couple things. We've got, we've got multiple businesses going on here. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about the history of it. If, sure. if you'd yeah. like to hear kind of how this thing started. So our chairman, Pete Lofton, uh, invested in bourbon in 2011. He bought a bunch of bourbon, uh, actually MGP, Indiana bourbon. And he saw that being a really healthy investment for him. And he tried to go back in and invest more heavily and he couldn't find more bourbon. So he decided to go at it on his own. Came here to Kentucky. He made his first hire was our now master distiller, Steve Nally. And together they brought in my predecessor to uh, to grow this business. And out of a cornfield that it still is partially still sitting out, out front there. Uh, this thing grew here in Bardstown into one of the, th the uh, most successful businesses and something that, frankly, the whole town of Bardstown is proud that it sits here. Uh, I, I, I told you I left the military in 2010. Uh, 26 years in the military, the best thing about it is the team environment you get in everything that you do. In the nine years since, uh, I haven't been on that kind of team until I walked in here. And this is the kind of place where you're proud to come to work every day. You see the energy in, in the people that are here. Uh, and you can tell very clearly that, that everybody's proud to be on this team and excited about where the company's going. So it is, uh, it is a good place to hang out. So it feels good. It feels it's, good to be part it, of a team I, like I am, that. You know, there's a lot of people who say they're the luckiest guy out there. I'll tell you, I've been lucky uh, a lot of times in my life. And this is definitely high on that list uh, of, of good luck for me. So uh, good luck for my family. This has been one of the most exciting things that's happened to me lately and to be a part of this team. You know, we just celebrated Veterans Day. We've got 10 vets here. Uh, we've got just amazing people from every different type of background coming into the bourbon world here. Dan should tell you a little bit bit about his background. He's not the typical bourbon guy either, but it's the collective uh that frankly brings the power and the energy here that you can see every day when you're here at work. Well, Mark, first let's say thanks for your service, man. We really appreciate that here at the Bourbon Road, and uh, I appreciate man, that. Carolina boy here coming here to to Kentucky. It's probably a, a whole different aspect for you. Been been in Carolina most of my life, but uh, you know. Uh, people talk about the same way here as they do in Carolina. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the weather's similar. You just get it a couple days here early than, than you did in North Carolina. So uh, it's it's a, a big life change for us just because of the timing of it. But it's, uh, it's a perfect life change for us right now. That's awesome. So we're excited about being here, part of Bar Bargetown Bourbon Company. Uh, this company has amazing opportunity in front of it. And we're excited to be a part of it. Well, we probably ought to let our listeners, I'm sure they hear a little bit of stuff going on in the background. We're uh, we're actually at a, a dining table in the Bottle and Bond Kitchen here at Bardstown Bourbon Company. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting here. It's a beautiful place. We're looking outside of the cornfields, the corn that's been cut. And 
uh, just a beautiful place. But this is a functioning restaurant. There are people walking through here and probably wondering what the heck we're doing over here, I think. Yeah, and it goes with our whole mission of providing a complete experience. And part of that is Bottle and Bond Kitchen and Bar, led by Chef John Castro. It's been running for about a year. Um, full service, lunch, dinner, um, incredible whiskey menu, over 400 vintage spirits all the way back to 1892, curated by Fred Minnick. Um, awesome cocktail program. It's really just a place where you can come and en- enjoy bourbon and just just be a part of this community of Bardstown. Uh, it's an incredible restaurant. Now, so, now Danny, you have a, a special name, right? Everybody calls you Danny Bardstown. Danny Bardstown, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> tell, tell us something about you, man. Yeah, yeah. Or, like uh, like Mark said, I came I came into the bourbon industry from a from a unique angle. I was um, bounced around a lot and, uh, was in Louisiana. I have a classical music background. So I was playing in the orchestra in New Orleans. Uh, did that for about eight years and then met a girl in, in China. I used to do music tours over in China. We met over there and, uh, she lived in Louisville and they say, you know, Kentucky girls don't want to leave Kentucky. And that was the case. So I was commuting. I'd finish the concert Saturday night drive uh through the night get here in kentucky then get back for rehearsal on tuesday and it was working for me but it wasn't working for her so uh now that's a that's what is that an 11 hour drive yeah about yeah 10 well it depends if you hit traffic if you do it well you can do it in 10 oh and my a half, goodness but uh all yeah, for a girl all for a girl and <laughs> you know um best decision i made was to move up to kentucky and uh got into i was always into cocktails and wine had that background and Really got deep into wine in the restaurant industry, ran a restaurant called Decca in Louisville, and then um, through some connections, heard about Barstown Bourbon Company, came down, saw what was happening here. When I came down, this room we're sitting in was just a just an empty, cavernous room, and uh, we built this restaurant and bar and, and created the first of its kind, this Napa Valley experience in a distillery. It's only recently that you could pour by the drink at a distillery, so this is a very new concept, but... It's it's an incredible way to experience bourbon. Absolutely, and we're the building's super modern, right? Yeah, and that that goes with our our whole thing. You see a ton of glass that goes with our transparency and openness, and the whole theme of celebration and, and meals and dining and, and really enjoying this this spirit and and the modern nature of everything we do. Uh, you know, Dan mentioned the uh, the way we select our blends. It's the same way with everything we're doing. It's a modern approach. Uh, you know, we we honor the tradition of, of making bourbon, but we push innovation in everything we do. And that whole modern piece you can see displayed here in everything you see. So uh, real proud of this, this, this place. Uh, again, it sticks out uh, a bit in Bardstown in the cornfield. And I think people love it. And they're real proud of, that it's sitting here. Mark, we always talk about the bourbon culture on the bourbon road and being in the military, I'm sure you had your first drink of bourbon at some point. When was that? Yeah. You know, uh, there is a bourbon culture in the military and it's, you know, American whiskey has been part of military tradition forever. Everything from medical reasons to, uh, to, uh, liquid courage, just having a liquid courage and having a sip and whatever. But, uh, I, I, I can't tell you the first time, but I can tell you there's countless times where I was sitting in places where we probably weren't supposed to have uh, whiskey that we might have had a toast uh, just just to 
to friendship and the things that we we went through and the things that we did you you guys are both military vets you understand it you have unique experiences and the way you share them with people uh sticks with you and i can remember numerous times sitting in different places where uh someone was fortunate enough to come up with a bottle and uh get to share it with your buddies and so there's been numerous times where that's happened in places where i probably wasn't supposed to be drinking alcohol but it's just part of (laughs) Part of the way things go, right? It's part of life, right? Yeah. That, that military morale. What about you, Dan? I, I like anyone else. I, I came up on the uh, the cheaper side of things. First sips, I you know, but uh, it was later on that I learned to truly enjoy it and and see the the process that went into it, the variations and and what bourbon could be, you know, and that's that's when I really started to appreciate it. Now, when you when you first started drinking bourbon, were you a sipper or were you a highball guy? Or <laughs> nothing to be proud of. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I think that comes with time. Well, yeah. this, this is a place to tell them secrets. I don't, your yeah. parents can't whoop Dan, you for Dan, it now. Dan's a wine. Dan's a wine guy. Is how he started. You know, yeah. so you think about the way you think about wine, and then that's yeah. why he's saying, you know, think about the way he thinks about whiskey today, and and the way uh, he breaks it down. It's the same way that it came from the wine world i'm sure for him exactly uh for me i i uh i've always you know it's been you don't have a lot of flexibility you got a bottle so you try to figure out the best way and and so for me it was always starting out neat and now i've learned a lot of different ways to enjoy it but uh but neat has been the way that that most often it broke open for for me i think uh, both me and jim are that same way as neat we like a good cocktail you know, an old fashioned or a, a Manhattan here or there, but you know, probably almost any day in front of a fire, I'm going to have a, a neat, neat bourbon. The, the one thing that I've learned here, and this is this is you know, as I see more and more and learn more and more about the whiskey world, what I what I love is seeing everybody enjoys it their own way. I love being with my master distiller, Steve Nally. Everybody tells you how you got to drink bourbon this way or that way. And he puts a few drops of water in it, or he puts a few drops of ice in our fusion. And he lo- loves it that way. So to me, again, it's uh, it's drink bourbon. I don't care. That's I don't right. care how you like it. Drink <laughs> I, it. I uh, think Jim always he says it best. It's your bourbon, your way. You know, once it's in your hand, that's it's your bourbon. You you do what you want with it. If you bought it, that's your bourbon. And that's the same. I've had people tell me, hey, "Are you going to put something in that?" I'm like, hey, "It's my bourbon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to drink it the way I want it." If, I'll pour you a glass and you drink it the way you want. Or you want a little of this ALA in there? (laughs) (laughs) So um, this is the Fusion number two. So Fusion one released about a year ago. Yeah, actually, actually less than a year ago. Yeah, Uh, that's March, March of this year. Okay, it sold uh, so quickly we kind of had to speed up and. you know, so this is not necessarily a timed release. This is a release that's going to happen based on need and necessity. And I, I shouldn't say it was always in the plan to release Fusion Two. Yeah, um, just you know. moved up, just moved up a bit. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, look, we're we're in an amazing stage where, uh, you know, we've got a great groundswell. Uh, we're only selling in six states right now. Uh, you know, we focus on our, what we call our home turf, which is, we consider everywhere from Tennessee to Kentucky to Indiana to Illinois. And then we're in, uh, Florida and California as well right now. So we've got a great groundswell with the things that our products are doing. And we're going to open up in probably six more states next year. So we're, 
we're uh, we're guessing on like everybody how where's the buzz going to take the product and how we can, how can we get it out there and make sure we have enough of the product at the right time so we're going through that every day and we're excited about where we're going to go over the next few years you're going to see uh in 2022 most likely that's when our bourbon's going to hit six years. We think that's probably going to be about the right time. We'll we'll release it when it's ready, whether that's five, seven, whatever. Uh, but right now, we're kind of guessing that that twenty two is going to be the year you're going to see hundred percent our product come out. And so that's when we think we'll really open up to uh, big business. So does the fusion at that point kind of just go away? It's a great question. Yeah. We, we've we've had a lot of discussion on that and look we we think uh we think the fusion probably will go away at that point we think our art of blending which we'll talk about after the break here with discovery series is where we'll keep going with our blended products and fusion will probably phase out and so you better get your bottles while you while we go in here because uh, in 22 you may not be able to get fusion anymore but you're going to get our core product now is it fair to say that batch tube Batch size is probably larger than batch one batch size based on demand. I think that's fair to say. Okay, yeah. and you'll just you'll just do what you need on the next batch to to see that, especially with the expanding in more states. I would we're, think. we're a lot lot more expansion. We're going to keep going. Uh, you know, by twenty two, we'll probably be in thirty states. Uh, we'll be we'll 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 keep growing and be ready to launch that core product. What about overseas? We're in discussions on that. We. Uh, you know, we've got a whole separate business that we hadn't talked about yet. That's our collaborative uh, partner program where we make bulk bur bourbon for others. Uh, so we're looking at a number of ways we can get into the international market. Right now, it's not our core focus, certainly not for our product. We're going to we're going to focus our product in the States at this point. But w I can see us uh, doing some international work in the near future with our uh, bulk product. What about in uh, military exchanges and stuff? So it's interesting. Uh, we're we're having discussions about that. Uh, you know, all of those high volume uh, opportunities like that are something that that we've got to be careful of right now and and thoughtful about how we go into those. Uh, you know, some of them being in controlled states where we might not be playing. So. Uh, we're, we're having a thought of that right now, as a matter of fact. You know, I, as you mentioned, I'm from North Carolina. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that are asking me for my bourbon right now, as you could imagine. Oh, so yeah. I'd rather sell it to some of them. Yeah, uh, sure. So we're, we're looking at all kinds of ways to get in there. But, yeah, the, uh, the Class 6 stores are definitely a place I want to see our bourbon. Not a lot of people know what a class six store is, yeah. though, right? Yeah. So there's your there's your uh, liquor store on uh, military installations. Yeah. So class six items are non-essential items, right, basically? I think it's pretty essential. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> morale builder right there. That's a morale builder. Usually right after payday, you can see that class six store. It'll be uh, – you better get in there and get your stuff because it'll be sold out. And it's interesting. You know, the military's a um, – you know, there's a uh, – they live on cash a lot, right? Yeah. And uh, it's an interesting market. Uh, they sell high end products in in the military installations for sure. There's a there's a definitely a market there for folks who want great products. Uh, it's not a lot of people think the military is just going for you know low priced stuff. Uh, that's not the case. They they have a a taste for good products just like everybody else, and and 
I've seen some very expensive products going out of out of classic stores. Over oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, sitting behind us here, you're, this room in here, and I think people, when they walk in here, um, they would be almost shocked to see some of the products, it, not only in, in here, but at your bar, too, um, that you don't only just sell Barstown Bourbon Company bourbon. Yeah. So, so look, we, we, we talked about the transparency piece. Really, the, the three, three things we talk about are, you know, remaining this modern approach to everything we do. We talk about the transparency from our label to the way we run our distributor, or the way we uh, run our distillery, to the uh, guest experience that you'll see. Everything about our place is transparent. And then finally, it's the collaborative nature in everything that, that we do. We've got... Uh, I think it's 28 partners now that we actually make bourbon for them. Some of those come in and, you know, give us a mash bill and say, this is what we want you to make. Others, it's even more custom where we together uh, with them help develop their mash bill and come up with their product. So we're proud that uh, that our partners that we uh, have a collaborative business with make their bourbon and then we're proud to sell it in our gift shop so it's interesting to see because some of these great partners we have like jefferson's high west uh kentucky owl bellmead a number of folks here uh they like bringing their folks here to see their distillery they see this as their distillery we love that I mean, you know, the the partnership we have with with those folks who don't want to go build their own distillery, uh, they love the fact that they can come here, get their full service, and then uh, you know see their products sell off of our shelves. We love it. They they sell their products elsewhere, but they love seeing it here as well as they bring their clients into their distillery. And the full service bar, you know, nobody else does that, right? We the thing the thing we like. Uh, is that you can come in here and get what you like. You know, we certainly sell our products. We want you to buy our products. Uh, that's why we got a retail shop sitting here. Uh, and we love Bardstown Bourbon. But we want people to have an experience here and feel welcome and get what they want out of it as well. So we're real proud of that. Now, when distilleries are coming here, I mean, you're going to have a mix of non-distilling producers, I assume, that are contracting with you. Um, and as well as distilling producers who are just ramping up their operation, right? We do a little bit of both, and we do some capacity for other folks. So if a guy is starting a distillery and he um, has an idea of the mash bill he wants to make, he can contract you guys to start off right away making that, working with him to develop that mash bill as he builds out his distillery and puts in his equipment and all of that stuff. And then... um, he can begin by selling what you're producing for him and then at some point transition to his own equipment. Absolutely. Is that kind of a model that happens a lot? Or? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, that's what we did. We we bought other bourbon uh, and, uh, you know, as we were building our distillery and as we were uh, growing our product, look, the good thing about this business, uh, they sold out the first 25,000 barrels before the distillery was even completed. So, uh, great partnership to get that going. Uh, as Dan mentioned, within the first year, uh, doubled in size, went to 50,000 barrels. And then the following year, 
increased capacity to do almost 120,000 barrels. So the growth of that in that business of all these collaborative partners has been, frankly, where most bourbon companies, you got to either you got to sell gin or you got to sell uh, vodka or you got to go raise capital. We've been in the fortunate spot of not having to do that. We've got a great successful business going on with our partners, allowing us the time to release our bourbon to the market in the right time frame that we think we ought to be releasing it, not having to come out with a product before it's ready. Right. Bottom line. That's awesome. Well, I think we'd like to get into a lot of that, a little more detail in the second half. Why don't we, uh, why don't we go ahead and continue drinking on our, on our glass here and then we'll come back after the break and we'll try something else from you guys. Sound good? Great Cheers. guys. Right. Cheers. Cheers. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center nestled in the hills of Kentucky is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. back and dan what do you have for us for our second pour i'm excited about this one this is our discovery series release number two so discovery celebrates the art of blending um something we're very high on uh often in the bourbon community in the past it's been about the highest number you know is this a 15 year is this an 18 year and we're taking the approach that you would with uh champagne or or uh Often you'll see it in in other countries doing whiskey, but not so much in bourbon. Um, and it's taking different flavor profiles, different components at different ages and putting them together using the same teams we talked about before, the same process and finding a blend that's better than the individual parts. And uh, we're really excited about this discovery number two. Three different bourbons went into this Uh the highest being a 14-year, and then it's got some 12-year, and it's got some 10-year in there. Okay, so at each of those age points, it brings something different to the table. Absolutely, and and not only that, they're, they're different bourbons yeah. as well. So they're different mash bills, different, different, bills. different, um, different flavor profiles. So, um, you know, you, the 14-year, you really start to see the oak influence, the age. Um, it's really rounded out at that point. The 10-year still has some some of that cinnamon, some of that brightness to it. So it's cool. Let's, let's check it out. Yeah, so right away you're getting a lot of those oak notes of caramel roundness. There's leather on it. Get some baking, baking spices in there. Yeah, definitely. There's the, the tenure that went into this had a good amount of that baking spice on yeah. it. Yeah. 
brings a lot of it to it. And then we uh, all this discovery series is cast strength. We talked about you know drinking bourbon, it's your bourbon. Drink drink how you want to drink it. This puts you in control of your of proofing it down how you want to how you want to enjoy it. Now, so what start. was the proof of this? It comes in about one twenty two. Wow, I, lo I love so it's cast you, strength. You can nose a bourbon, and you just don't get that giant whiff of alcohol. You know, and this this you definitely don't get that. You get all that oak and the vanilla and caramel. That's what's most impressive to me about this. It's 122 proof, but it definitely sips a lot smoother than what you would think from that. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Says the guy with 26 years in the military. <laughs> Drink smooth. Yeah. The guy that went to John Wayne High School. <laughs> wow, that is um, pow. Yeah. I mean, pow, that's really good. It's, that's, yeah. that's got a... Um, I don't know, just sort of a everywhere at once kind of, yeah, yeah, massive finish too. Just just stays with you in an awesome way. I I put it up against any bourbon out right now. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, I can't. I, there's so much going on in that. That's really good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm trying to pick notes out, but it's just um, it's it's. Uh, overwhelming my palate with flavor. Uh huh. It's kind of an me explosion. Yeah. Me too. It's yeah. it just rings. I call it a, a church bell finish because it's just going. I think this is something you got to kind of sit with for a while, and and it will just start to un unveil itself to you over time. Yeah, it opens up wonderfully, and as you sit with it, put it put a tiny drop of water, and you'll get you'll get new flavors. It's it's an awesome awesome product. We talked about what we drink at home. This is this is one I enjoy at the house currently. I, I drink sometimes I'll drink the blends that didn't make it or or something a little younger. If we as we're in the process, something doesn't work out, you know, instead of dumping it down the sink, there might be a little yeah, well, more of it left. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, Dan's, Dan's got his secret stash. I'm still working on building up my uh <laughs> I haven't been here long enough to build up my collection of throwaways. <laughs> one, so, one, yeah. mon one monster infinity bottle, right? Right. Working right. on it. Yeah. This yeah, I think one. I think my Discovery One still has probably two thirds in it. I just visit it. I just go back and I visit it. And I, and I do that with a lot of bottles. You yeah. know, it just takes me a while to get yeah. to get through something. So. Currently on our flight, we're pouring our exclusive flight here. We pour Fusion Two, Discovery One, and Discovery Two. We we we're serving them concurrently, just so you can see different profiles you can make in blending. They're very very different yeah. approaches. That's pretty amazing. So, so you brought it up. So, what are you besides Barstown Bourbon Company's um, bourbon? What else are you drinking, Dan? Yeah, I, like I said, a lot of what I'm drinking right now are I just because I'm I'm interested in the aging and the blending. I've been drinking a lot of blends that didn't make it to see, you know, what where an issue was, or or you know, just to compare it to the to the one that won out of the blind tasting. And then I also have some finishes. In our collaborative series, say we have an apple brandy finish, I will pull a sample at 10 months and there'll be a little left over. And I like to see the progression uh, through time, you know, we can hit it at six months and 10 months and see how it develops. So uh, I, this last month, I've been just sipping on things that almost became products and comparing them to what I taste during the day, which are the finished products. Now, you have a finished product on the shelf in the gift shop right now, right? Yes. Got a few of them. Yeah. 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 One that's uh, 
we have our our, our premium, our, our collaboration with Copper and Kings. While we're waiting for this finish to go away on this one, you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this is a distillery-only release. So you have to come here to try it, purchase it, enjoy it. It's just sold here. It's a collaboration, so a finishing product with Copper and Kings. Um, their name's right on the label with us. We celebrate both companies. It's a 10-year bourbon that went into a Mistel barrel. Mistel being grape juice and brandy put together. So it's got some sweetness. It's got some sweet grape notes to it. Was in that barrel for 18 months. Took it out. So it was a used Mistel barrel. 10-year mm -hmm. bourbon went into that barrel. Aged for 18 months. Then we took that product and put it into New American Oak for an additional... I think it hit 19 months and it picked up all this smoke and complexity. So it's wow. a triple barreled product. And, and think about the commitment there. I mean, most folks, when they're finishing products, they're doing six months. Our, our products are 19 months in barrels. Uh, and what's what's been cool for me to see is uh, it's really an assessment of when it's ready. It's not about a timeline of when we're trying to take it to market. It's an assessment of when that's ready. Uh, I think it's interesting, you know, that whole process of is it 16, 17, 18, 19 months on this one. I just, I love that. We're doing it when it's ready, not when we're trying to sell something. Mm -hmm. So you're not, ru you're not rushing nothing out yeah. there. Yeah. I think we've hit on something with that, with these long finishes. Uh, when you compare our, our wine finishes, um, our, our, you know, uh, anything we're doing on um, the Goodwood uh, uh, honey ale finish, that length of time really lets it interact. And I think we've landed on something really strong there. Yeah. So this is, um, without a doubt, one of the better bourbons I've ever had. There's no, <laughs> it's amazing. It, it yeah. is really no, good. Thanks. It's yeah. amazing. And this also just came out, uh, I believe last week was the official release. So, uh, we're, we're I'm excited. Take home a bottle of that, man. I'll tell you and, what. and this one, like the Fusion series, is something that you release from time to time as as needed to fill the market. So when you're when your shelves are dry out there, you're probably thinking about the next batch. Right? The discovery is going to be something we're going to keep doing, right? The, again, that's that's our art of blending. We're real proud of that, and it's something that you know we're always looking for just blending a great bourbon. So uh, we'll we will continue having a discovery series in the future we 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 like it we like the idea of doing it and we're going to keep putting great products out there so you, I, when we're driving down the bluegrass parkway here and we're passing by to get off the exit stuff i noticed a gigantic crane out there and a, it looks like a new rick house is going up and i'm sure there's all kinds of other projects you guys are fixing to do being a young company Can sure you take us through some of those sure so uh you saw our sixth rick, rick house going up. We've got four rick houses right now with about 24,000 barrels in them. We've got our uh, fifth rick house is 58,000 barrels, and we're building our sixth rick, rick house at 58,000 as well. We've we've got three more on the books. We'll probably wind up with uh, 300,000 barrel capacity is what what we're looking towards. Uh, you know, we we've got a lot of other people's barrel barrels in our warehouses. And we don't have an exact timeline of when those barrels are going to be taken out. So it's that, that uh, you know, process of trying to sort out what's the right volume, how much do we need storage capacity. And we're continuing to think about that on a regular basis. So, uh, you know, eventually that's going to be more and more of our bourbon as we as we grow our, our brands. But, 
we're excited about where that's going. And, you know, we've got a hundred acres here. We're filling it up and we're, we're going to keep filling it up. But ultimately the plan probably is about 300,000 barrel capacity here on site. How did that go from, <clears throat> I noticed it looks like a traditional uh, rick house and not a warehouse. How did that decision making go with, Hey, we're not going to go, you know, cause some companies are using uh, climate controlled warehouses, but you guys have a, traditional rickhouse out there. Absolutely. And we, we work with Busick Construction, who's just been an incredible partner for them. We've actually had a weekly construction meeting uh, for five years, every week, meeting with them, sitting down, talking through our developments. It's almost like having our, our personal construction company in-house, although we know Busick, you know, obviously works for tons of companies around, but they've been a, an amazing partnership that's literally enabled us to uh, do things in a very economical way and in a rapid fashion that probably couldn't be done if we didn't have the relationship we do with music. Mm -hmm. Now, does it get kind of, um, so with, with these traditional rick houses, you've got how many levels in them? Well, the smaller ones that uh -huh. you see is kind of six and a half. Yeah. And the big ones, the 58,000 goes up to seven floors. And, and the reason we don't do, cause you will see palletized uh, and, and climate control and to speak to both of those points Airflow. When when you palletize, you lose some airflow. That natural aging we love, and that goes with the climate control. I mean, this Ohio River Valley, this area of Tennessee, Kentucky, especially uh, Indiana, is where you want to celebrate the ups and downs of the climate. Uh, right. You know, it snowed here what two days ago, and yeah. a week before Four, that, I think we're in a t-shirt. You know, yeah. So that that natural aging, the the pushing and pulling of, of the wood and the and the spirit moving into the wood is is what we want. So we we want let Mother Nature do it, and we want the airflow through the rickhouse. It's interesting. We we talk about all of the technology and the uh, science that goes into the the uh, distilling process. And then we put them in these dumb warehouses <laughs> <laughs> and it, it becomes, you know, something yeah. that just sits there for six years. It, so it definitely looks, when you drive by and you just see all this wood out there, you, we're in a very modern building, concrete and steel. And then right outside, it looks, almost looks like you're building Noah's Ark out there. <laughs> I mean, it's just a big pile of wood out there, right? It's amazing. I, went, uh, I actually went last week and watched some of the process. I mean, just to see they've got it down to a science and, uh, you know, music construction has been doing them for a long time and they've, they've got it right. So it's awesome to see those things go up. It does make you scratch your head a little bit when you think about, you know, Steve and Aries, he's, he's focused on consistency and a very accurate process to produce these whiskeys that are going in the barrels. Mm -hmm. And, then you're going to send it out here to unknown weather yeah. barrels that from one barrel to the next, they're not the same. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that very controlled yeah. white dog is entering into a, an unknown world. No, it's amazing to watch. We, we truly have one of the most uh, technologically advanced uh, distilleries anywhere. No question about it. We've got some of the latest equipment. Uh, Steve Nally, as you mentioned, master distiller, and then John Hargrove, who brought a lot of his, his food and beverage experience into this and some of the technology from that world into our distillery. And uh, we've, we've got an amazing art and science going on back here. And then out there, it's all about Mother Nature taking, taking control of it. So your steels in there are from here in Kentucky too, right? Yeah, we work with uh, Vendome. Great relationship with them. Custom stills, custom doublers. Um, you know, cool, we, cool yeah. to see a business like Vendome. I think is uh, 
about 99% of, of uh, the, the stills around the world, and it's a family-owned business still. I think that's a cool Yeah, it's cool amazing business. to hear that a company that takes up a full city block in Louisville has only 75 employees. Uh-huh. Just blows my mind. Yeah. And they're everywhere. I mean, they're just... They're everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. We actually we actually know the girl that she's the purchasing agent for Vendome. She was on as a get one of our guests. Um, she's a a veteran also, and um, so it's almost neat to see. Hey, we're actually drinking stuff that that come out of the steels that she she purchased yeah. coppers. Yeah, for. she she was very clear. She said all bourbon starts with me. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Because I guess she's buying the copper. So there you go. We we are looking at some some science side of the warehouse. We're we're working with a company to to try to figure out some way to look at it. Uh, you know, we're actually we've got a futures barrel select program that we're working on and uh, trying to find a way that we can really display what goes on in the warehouse. So a real real bourbon guy uh, buys his barrel. You know, our our bourbon's still three years old. So our program is a select program where. With our team, you're picking a barrel, and then it's going back in the warehouse, and you come back and taste it every year, and over time you see where it goes, and and together we select when the right time for that to come out. But we're trying to develop some technology to where they can literally watch their barrel. They can sit there wherever they are, and they can see the temperature. They can see what's going on with with their barrel in our warehouse. So we're trying to bring a bit of technology into that uh, world of lack of technology right. in the warehouses. That's there. almost as bad as watching your stocks. Well, you know, some people actually <laughs> like to it. It's, uh, we think it's going to be a hit. We'll see. Yeah. That's so, so who's your customer there with that, with that uh, barrel selection? Who are the it's, people that are coming in and making those early selections? It's We're making it a select program right now, right? We want it to be a select program. Uh, we want it to be for uh, special people who, who really – care about and understand what's going on with their product and uh uh we're 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 being kind of selective about how we go about that right now awesome i i tell you this this discovery series is it's really got my attention i know and uh you know you you set you set your glass down for a little bit and uh that finish just keeps going and going it's great but it draws you right back to that glass absolutely it's really good and, you know, using these different mash bills and seeing how the flavors work together, I don't know if we mentioned it, but we make 41 different mash bills in that distillery and turn them over. Individual, unique recipes. Um, it actually goes up to 65 recipes off 41 mash bills that we pull off. You know, most most distilleries may do between one and five. Um, so really digging into what the grain does to influence uh, a bourbon is something we love to explore the logistics of that just just blow my mind i mean it must be very difficult to manage yeah it's that many batches now are you doing a mixture of sweet and sour mash or that's that's interesting because uh when you turn them over you uh you know you kind of lose that ability right uh the sour mash being putting it back in so we can we can store in a separate location that recipe and and create a sour. So you mash don't necessarily way. get the energy converse, conservation part of it, but you do get that uh, that pH control. Right, and we and we try to line up. You know, these are mapped out a year at a time. You know, so so the production, these mash bills, how we run them, when we run them, because they're different amounts for different companies, is is a year in advance, which is just incredible how they pull that off. Um, the planning. And, and think about procuring the different grains, you know, the amounts, the storage. It's it's just an amazing thing they pull off back there. Um, but part of it is, is storing. 
storing that. So you mentioned a little while ago that you have some other um, finished projects that are underway. Do you have a lot of stuff going on? A lot of R and D. Yeah, yeah, a lot of you know we're 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 digging into potential finishes. You know, we've got some things coming in the in the single malt category. We have a a great finished product we're so excited about, which is the Prisoner Wine collaboration, which will be out very soon in January. So awesome wine company, um, long finish uh, with with Prisoner Wine, long barrel finish, sure, aging time. The, yeah, the cool thing about it, as we talked about, these barrels are put up for eighteen, nineteen months. We had a great release of uh, uh, Fife for Pavit, same a Cabernet out of out of California, and we've already got more barrels over there of that ready. You know they'll be ready in I don't know eleven months or something. I mean literally, it's that kind of process that we're going through. We've already got the next level out there to so be coming Fife out. Fife for Pavit from now. was a big enough hit that you're going great. back now and you're making another release of it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So we and we'll do the same thing with Prisoner. We'll we're uh, we're coming out with prisoner now, but we've already got the next prisoner barrels getting ready to come in. So we're focused on keeping those going because they're great hits. Mm-hmm. You got you almost great have to. It seems like you'd have your team here has to be pretty dang amazing. To you guys are managing a lot, like Jim said, of forty one different mash bills. Think about keeping all twenty eight di- clients happy. Yeah, that's <laughs> your team here has to just be working their tails off to make it's sure amazing. things running right. It's amazing to see the operations back there. I mean, it's it's twenty four seven. It's nonstop uh, process. I think I think Hargrove gives the team seventeen days off for a, a real thorough cleaning of the equipment. Is the only time we're not, you know, nonstop distilling. Uh, and even on those days, we've got fermenting going on. So you know, it's uh, it's an interesting. Yeah. process that goes on back there and like you computer, said a real computers science. play a big part as well i would think we've, we've got some of like i said the latest technology we brought in a new tool called ignition into the process that helps see every single piece of everything going on from the grain coming in uh what's happening in the fermenters the the distilling process every piece of it they can see it they can control it uh whether they're on site or looking at it on their computer at home so yeah and speaking to that, um, our head distiller, Nick Smith, came over from Jim Beam. He's been here since the very beginning. Um, we're just uh, starting a tour with him. It's going to start running in December, where if you wanted to dig into this process, if you were really interested on, in how we pull that off, he's going to personally lead a tour through the distillery where you'll see each part of it and you can really dig into it and see it. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about your tours here. What? You know, what can somebody comes in here off a tour bus or they come off the highway and they walk in the door and say, I kind of want to tour tour this place. What can they expect? What are the options? Yeah, we've got some awesome packages. So the visitor's experience, which is adjacent to the restaurant, has been running for two months now. So we just started rolling um, our core tour. We call the main event and you can you can view the information, sign up for these on our website right online, barstownbourbon.com. Main event is is just an awesome tour where you start with the distillate. You start tasting distillate to maturate to blends right off the bat, and you see how we make our fusion blend. Um, then we talk about kind of what we do here. We dig into the education side. We've got a really cool video that shows distillation. You see our facility. Then we take you out to our rickhouse where you can view the barrels and actually thieve right out of a barrel and taste 
our product aging. So, so your tours are allowing guests to thief out of a barrel. I, I believe we're the only place that does yeah, that. Yeah, that's right pretty now. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. amazing. And and the site they do it. They literally are right there in our rec house. Uh, we've we've got a beautiful site there that's. Uh, uh, probably going to turn into some type of members club down the road here. It's uh, a Rick House Bar, and it's a it's an amazing site. You guys got to come see it. A Rick Man, House we, Bar. I'm ready. <laughs> you could have started us off over there. Yeah. How exclusive is that club? <laughs> We're still deciding how exclusive. We'll see. Yeah. What about a, how those tours cost money or? It, it's a twenty dollar tour currently, and but it includes a ton of pours. Um, <laughs> no, not a ton of pours. A state, state legal <laughs> amount of pours. <laughs> but uh, it's they're very interesting, and we thieve right out of the barrel. Bring, you, bring your designated driver. Yeah. Any discounts for like military? Of or course, yes. Discounts right. for military. Discounts for seniors. Awesome. All right. That's great. So you said you got a hundred acres here, and you're going to try to fill it up. What else are we going to try to fill this place up with? We'll see. We've uh, we're real excited about a bottling facility we're working on. Uh, we we want to be a a one stop shop for our customers, and that'll really that'll really help not only them but us as we uh, as we take that on, and and we hope to see that process moving forward. Here, we're working on everything from. Uh, working with the city, working with the county, working with the state, trying to make sure we're doing it all the right way. But we're excited about that thing coming on board uh, in the in the new year. A hotel has always been in the discussion here. Look, we we want a Napa Valley experience. That was the whole concept when this place was developed. Uh, you know, to be able to come here, experience this place, and you guys have seen it. It's just a, a place you want to hang out. So to have a hotel right here on our property would be pretty priceless for us. We are we have uh, brought in a bunch of consultants. We're looking at it as a, as a business. Uh, we're trying to figure out the best way to do that. But there's a need here in Bardstown. There's a need here in the community. Uh, you know, when, when these events, Bourbon Festival, Bourbon and Beyond, Bourbon Chase Run, all these different events go on, you can't get a hotel around here. So there's definitely a need, uh, and we're assessing that right now because we'd love to see one sitting right here on our property. I'd like, I'd like to see the Barstown Bourbon Festival move out here and, and be here. That, to me, that would be amazing and take it to that next level. With the town may stuff. fight us on that. They got, they got, they got, all, the, all the other folks may fight us on that, yeah. but it's uh, we welcome them out here. And look, we've had it was literally our best day ever here at the restaurant, I think. And, mm -hmm. and uh, when the Bourbon Festival went on this year, uh, Danny Bardstown was down there <laughs> handing out, uh, you know, Handing out yeah. our menu and people came running. And, I think we came over here and ate yeah. that day. Yeah. We came down here to the to the festival and and hung out for a little bit. And we had breakfast with the town fathers first, and then we came out here and had lunch. So yeah. it was a good day. <laughs> yeah. We started out with bourbon mimosas and then ended wow. up here with some old fashions. Very good, yeah. very good. Yeah. Drink right? some drink some dusties out of your guys' collection. Talk talk, nice. talk a bit about our barrel aged. Yeah, Dan just uh, he he brought up old fashioned. Talk a bit about our barrel aged yeah, so cocktails. We have uh, my understanding my research, the largest barreled cocktail program in the world. So we do our barreling. Often you'll see it in a little barrel on the bar top. We do ours 53 gallon full size barrels. We have seven of them currently in our Rick house aging. They're Manhattans, they're old fashions. The cool thing we do, not only do we build 
a unique cocktail in them. So we'll do different recipes, different blends for each one and see how they age. But we'll put different ingredients in there with it. We'll put orange peels in there. We'll put, put eucalyptus in one. Um, put a little dash of something else in there, a little different bitters, and just see how they go. And, and everyone gets involved in it. Uh, the distillery guys help us procure the barrel, char levels. It's really a representation of, of the collaboration here at the company through that barrel uh, cocktail program. And it's one of the best things you can get. So these here. are ready to pour cocktails. So what's in the barrel is, uh, is the bourbon, the, uh, the sugar and the bitters uh -huh. the all, and whatever else you decide. And, to and it all ages together. Wow. You know, some of them, one of them's going to hit 10 months pretty soon sitting wow. there. And these are new so, charred so, oak barrels. And so you might have a barreled old fashioned here now, come back a month from now, you're going to get a completely different flavored barreled old fashioned. Wow. So it's really unique the way, the way uh, we've got that yeah. program. Right. That's amazing. How yeah. long's that program been going for? Uh, probably say it's almost a year right. now and it's it's just been a hit and we love making them and we love enjoying them with people and we've had fans from the beginning that know what batch we're on you know okay oh, we're wow. switching yeah. the batch different barrel completely different batch yeah. different flavor you know one will be really deep and rich and one will be kind of herbal it's, it's it's fun i'll tell you what that the day we we came over here for the uh barstown bourbon festival and um I had one of those, and I I was like, this is one of the best old fashions I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I've drank just a couple in my life, so. <laughs> so today, you'll get a different flavor. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Well, Dan, Mark, it's been a blast. We would like to give you the opportunity to uh, let all our listeners know how to reach out to you. Most of them probably know you already, but just in case, that, yeah. fringe, that fringe drinker out there, that fringe bourbon fan out there would like to. To, to go out and check you guys out on Instagram or the or the or the web, can you tell them yeah, how to reach you? Absolutely, BardstownBourbon.com. Then on Instagram, you've got Bardstown Bourbon Company. You've got Bottle and Bond. You've got Danny Bardstown and Bardstown Bourbon Company CEO and right. and Bardstown Bourbon uh, underscore Chairman. Yeah, if our you want Chairman Pete Lofton uh, is passionate about our business. He's a regular Instagrammer, and you can interact with him on a regular basis. And he's, we can we can confirm that he's a busy guy. Yeah. He's a busy guy. He, yeah, he'll hit us up every once in yeah. a while. <laughs> Show me another chairman that you can just yeah. you know yeah. he, he messaged you right back. It's crazy. So so we appreciate you guys coming. I mean we're we're as you can see we're extremely proud of this place. Uh, I mentioned to you you the passion you can feel in every person you run into around here uh for us this is one of the most amazing places to be able to hang out so we appreciate you guys coming and spending some time with us here well thank you for your hospitality and uh thank you for sharing your whiskey with us yeah we, we appreciate, appreciate you guys should be proud of uh what you built here and uh what you're providing to the community cheers thank cheers. you guys cheers do appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly we always welcome comments or suggestions, and if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us. 